Mikey, the stand for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. But tonight, we're not tackling a creepypasta. We're tackling a webcomic. We're tackling Brood Hollow, book one. Curious little thing. Why is it we're doing a, a comic instead of a, a quote-unquote actual creepypasta this time? I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're doing a webcomic, uh, Brood Hollow, because it's the end of Vicar Fall. And guys, we ran out of Vicar Fall stories. Yeah. So, I, however, Vicar Falls didn't end with creepypastas. Um, it has a spinoff show, or has a spinoff um, series called uh, Brood Hollow. Uh, so, Chris Straub is a webcomic artist on top of a creepypasta writer and a podcast, uh, an actual play podcaster <laughs> and a role player and a, and like a video maker and stuff like that. So he's, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> he's not a one trick pony. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the webcomics he he's made is uh, a kind of a sister town to Icker Falls, which is Brood Hollow. And he started back in 2012, around the end of around kind of the around the end of of Icker Falls's like lifespan uh, for the official stories that he was writing for it. Um, and sort of it's sort of an extension of Icker Falls and and the Icker Falls like mysteries and creepiness. Um, so that's where we're going to tackle. And, and he did uh, it, it spanned, as far as I can tell, it's it's currently spanned about three books. Um, two of which are, I believe are, are public. And then in recent years, he started a Patreon for the third one. So, um, but we're going to tackle book one for now, and then we'll see down the road if we tackle the other ones. Um, so I guess we should start before we get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, do we want to do the initial re- uh, recommendations for this one? Well, I'm going to recommend this. This uh, the I'm going to re- recommend this group pasta. I'm going to recommend this this web comic. Uh, I'm also going to recommend this book one of the web comic. Ah, yes. Ditto. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm a lot I'm feeling a lot better about this, guys, because I was really worried. It's like, oh man, like this web comic. I like. Are they going to hate it? <laughs> Oh, don't worry. When we get through talking, oh, yeah. I'm sure Wishy Washy will show up and be like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Wishy Washy, what are you doing here? I don't know. Seems <laughs> like a Tally oh. character now. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we've just created a, a Tally character for El Dente. Nice. Wishy Washy, what are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get high? No, it has to be different. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Want to get wasted? Uh, anyway, uh, so I suppose we should move on to the rundown for this episode. Uh, so Wadsworth Zane, a neurotic door-to-door encyclopedia salesman from the 1930s, gets a letter about an inheritance from a long-lost uncle he never knew 
in a small town in West Virginia called Brood Hollow. And that is the longest sentence I have ever written. It really is. Also, the way that you described it, it sounds like Wadsworth Zane specifically is from the 30s, but he's living in the current timeline. Yes, like I should, yeah, it should preface. Yeah, I know. I should preface it. This, this Brood Hollow is set in the 1930s. Yes. Um, Zane grapples with a compulsive behavior he calls the pattern, which compels him to ensure all doors in his presence are either wide open or fully shut, neither or never slightly ajar. Uh, that behavior will come up and uh, as a running thing throughout the story of Brood Hollow, book one. Um, from his tra- uh, from his <clears throat> from his trip on the strange train to this town to the first encounters with various townsfolk zane begins to take note of very peculiar oddities and potential supernatural circumstances in the area uh haunted by a ghost girl uh dream encounters with a french skeleton attacked by eldritch bat creatures the strangeness continues to stack all the while, the folks in the town seem oblivious and even forgetful of the various events that occur. Uh, it's not all darkness, however, uh, as a cast of fun characters, mostly amicable to Mr. Zane, populate the Berg. Uh, the big and tough-looking, yet friendly, Bottlefly Boys, a pet bat named Mercy, who Zane adopts uh, after the weird monster bat attack from the night before, um iris the daughter of the lawyer who was to give the inheritance to zane the same lawyer who we discovered died but no one including iris seems to recall or seems to like repeatedly forget about the odd death and the trauma that that kind of incurs um and then we have dr angstrom uh who is studying zane to try and help his mental predicament and ailment. Um, these, to name a few, of course, there are other characters throughout this uh, webcomic, but the latter two become very close friends with Zane during his stay and then help him along the way in investigating the strange goings on on the town. Um, Zane, the, the, the investigations of which lead Zane eventually to becoming a member of a strange secret society of the town's businessman circle, the, uh, the skull and shovel society. Um, ultimately the investigation leads Zane to be kidnapped by the undead William Harker or the stitch man of local legend. But with the help of a, uh, with the help of that ghost girl from earlier, Maddie, who had been haunting Zane since his arrival to town and been thought to be the villain during the story that I it's because of her help that Iris manages to find Zane and rescue him from the stitch man, mostly by whacking the animated corpse quite thoroughly with a frying pan. <laughs> uh, of course, authorities don't believe the encounter and chalk it up to hysteria. Ultimately, Zane decides to stay in the town and take up his grand uncle's shop, even beginning to forget about the strange occurrences and weirdness himself as the weeks go by, unaware that there are bigger fish in the proverbial pond of spookiness that is Brood Hollow. But that is for another book. 
Finn for now. So yeah, that was the uh, that's that's a basic rundown of like book one for Brood Hollow. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Now, I suppose we shall move on to everyone. Talk. Do you have anything uh, for uh, Grammar Inquisition uh, Gamer? Hell yeah, I do. Do you actually? Yeah. So, okay. Full disclosure, like I I talked to Gamer uh, off recording about this. Like I think like last week about this. And I was like, I don't know if we're gonna have a Grammar Inquisition. And Gamer was just like, Oh, hang on, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm <accepted>. gonna. F- <laughs> yeah, challenge accepted. I'm gonna find Grammar Inquisition. So for this for this for this webcomic, lay it on lay it on Chris Straub, <laughs> gamer. One of them I realized was a note, so I just removed it and put it into the notes section. However, I still have grammar stuff, so <laughs> okay. Okay, so um throughout this entire story, the use hmm. of uh, ellipses seems to keep flipping and flopping back between double dashing and uh, actual ellipses. And like okay. I like Mario Kart as much as the next guy, but it should be consistent, you know. Fair. Like page one has a mix of ellipses and periods, and Oops. ellipses with double dashes. Like it's flipping flopping. Maybe it's on a case by case basis because in the first uh, panel, yeah, only the therapist <clears throat> uses the ellipses. But Mr. Zane, dot dot dot. Yeah, you but are like, about to tell you're you're about to tell me what the pro- what brought you here, and then like the next panel is. We discussed your need to disguise emotion with humor. Double dash. Oh, right. He a did double occurrence. dash once. I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Never yeah. mind then. Oh, I, I just like, I was like, again, you told me that it was on first page. So I started like reading through it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, maybe it's, it's, it's meant to show it as a different type of pause, but I don't understand the difference between the two. Yeah. And like going through the entire book, it seems like book. Well, basically, well, it, it is a book. Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, well. I can, I can buy, I can buy the physical copy of the book, uh, a book one, like on Amazon. Nice. I, it's in my wish list. <laughs> so yeah, uh, going through, like reading through the entire first chapter, all the characters seem to flip flop between the two. So yeah. it's, I, I just don't know the the reason. Yeah, I don't. I'm unfortunately, I'm like that's something we might have to look into, like. A little bit further just to see if like what the actual protocol is for that for again isn't english the best <laughs> yeah no <laughs> pass yeah i forget what language it is i don't know if i brought it up or not but there's a language that's like very specific and like nothing there's no overlap you know where there isn't like one word that means 15 different things and stuff where it's like very was is it that uh was it William Shatner's language or whatever <laughs> Esperanto? Is it that one? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that was going to be my joke like reply <laughs> response, yeah. but like I don't know about enough about Esperanto other than it's a construct. It is a fictional or not fictional. It's an actual language, mm-hmm. but it's an artificially constructed language created like in the in the like the twentieth century. Yeah. It was a language that was made to be like a universal language, but like no one uses it except for like a handful of people and cele- mostly celebrities. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting second language to learn. Yeah, oh, it's like the secret society, like the secret, uh, the secret conspiracy language of uh, of, of celebrities. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, later on, says uh, this is on one of the jokey panels where he's like trying to sell the. 
uh, encyclopedias and all that. And the guy says, if, if it's not food, get the fuck out, basically. Yeah. And he says, um, I wish they were edible. That would save a lot of problems, is what Zane says. Wouldn't it only solve two? The hunger and the annoyance of them being heavy all the time? A lot hey, man. more than three. <laughs> In 1930s, like, food, uh, f- uh, the, the food and um, the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what, what was the other thing. <laughs> what other thing are you referring to? The two things that I'm mentioning? Yeah, what, what are the two things? <laughs> well, one is food, and one is just the annoyance of having to drag around this heavy ass thing. Hence, yeah. why in that panel he's struggling to pull it. Yeah, it, I, well, I, I think it's supposed to be like a jokey thing, but yeah, like, I understand that. But and also in the off? 1930s, yeah, fair, fair. I, I mean, maybe it's just like you know, uh. The first two solve the third problem, which is the depression of the 1930s. Eating <laughs> that's the other... would solve the depression. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be like, uh, well, it'd be it, you can read what you're. You, oh, this is a very interesting uh, topic. Oh. <laughs> it's like dinner and a show. You just digest that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're like a. T- there's actually you know what's so funny is like uh, we're going off we're going off topic here, but like uh, tangent police are going to be at my door any minute now. I am stalling. <laughs> I'm not over there, so stall as much as you want. In, in Pathfinder, the <laughs> RPG, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, I think it's a bard class that you literally are a, to- a tome eater. Like you, you devour tomes to gain knowledge and like spells and shit. Interesting. I'm not surprised, but interesting. Like there's a picture. Uh, it's like the 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 the. No, the icon picture is like an orc girl or an orc woman, like in accoutrements and stuff of like that, and just like, just, just gore, just like shoving a tome down her gullet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. delicious knowledge. Yes. Sorry, back on track. That's fine. A third, actually, a third problem that it would solve is um, him not being able to sell them would be solved because people would want to buy them because they're food. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, edible, having to lug these things around, and then actually having finding somebody to actually buy them. <laughs> Making money and all that, yeah. Yeah. Well, because in the 1930s, because it's the Great Depression, you you want you really the, the 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 main thing you need money for is to, you know, eat <laughs> because there's a major um shortage or like um high demand for food. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what caused that? I don't even remember. I I know I learned it in history class, but like it's been a hot minute since I've since I like took that class. So right before the war, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't before the war. It wasn't it was what, after the war. It was after World War One. Yeah, yep. after World War One in the in the thirties and yeah. before World War Two. Right. Right. Yeah. So I guess uh, just it, the results of World War One kind of fucked over the. Uh, America pretty hard. Well, well, not really. It's actually so because, like, because in the twenties we had like it was the nineteen twenties. Like it was everything. It was booming because like it was a post-war economy and stuff. And then the economy crashed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What caused well, the Great Depression, according to Google? <laughs> the economy was on a sugar high, and then they just crashed. Um. Well, yeah. Sorry. Yes, the, Mikey. The big thing, if I'm remembering correctly, is that basically. They had a bunch of people in ammo plants making ammo for the war, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then because that wasn't needed anymore, that caused a lot of people to not have jobs. And the economy tanked and the stock market crashed and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this uh, from the from the uh, the Google uh uh the Google uh um answer is um the stock market crashed in 1929 the collapse of the world trade due to the smoot holly tariff uh government policies bank failures and panics and the collapse of the money supply <laughs> are all the reasons and cause suggested causes for the great depression yeah those are all valid for sure yeah jesus we're all learning here yeah so uh my next one is a, a blanket statement to the entire one so far. Okay. And I'm assuming all the other books as well, unless things have changed since book one. I doubt it, though. I was having a bit of an italic situation in regards oh, no. to the all caps. Because... It, because, like, the whole thing is done in all caps. And the focus yep. of words is put in with bold. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. you go... Hold on all caps, right beside all caps. It's they kind of blend together because it's yep. not that much of a, a difference. Yeah. You know? It needs to be a little bit bolder. <laughs> it's getting bold out. Yeah. Yeah. You need it needs to be a little bit bolder. Um so I actually come across this because I I've I've done some webcomics in the past as well. Um, and I find that a lot of fonts that a lot of webcomics use, they tend to have be just like all all capitalized. Why is it um, all caps though? Um, I think it's just because it, it for like the dialogue, well, I think it maybe makes it easier than like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Like, and isn't that something that happens in comic books too? Like, yeah, all caps. I'm like, asking why Batman comics. Other <laughs> reasons, no, in other places that it shows up. I'm curious why well, everyone gravitates to well, all caps. That could explain it. It could be an industry standard based on comic books doing it. So, People who make web comics go to that standard. Yes, but guys, you, guys I actually why, I have, if you know why that's a standard in the first place. I actually, I actually have it in like, because of Google again. <laughs> you can <laughs> like, just lie looking, and just say that you're a genius and you know these. No, things. no, I'm, I'm giving. <laughs> it, we, we are, we, we give credit where credits due on this show, gamer. Okay. <laughs> uh, so according to multiversitycomics.com. Um, Le- uh, looking at lettering caps versus mixed ca- case uh, as years passed and capitals became an ingrained standard cartoonists found other reasons to keep using them exclusively. These are the reasons most commonly touted as being the reason for capital letters, uh, poor ink and paper quality tended to bleed and capitals re- retained their readability better. So oh. honestly, it became it's a readability thing from like that that uh, it's a tradition that and, and a habit that um actually has its roots in the old funny papers of like probably the 1930s uh, when and like when like ink and paper and stuff of that was poor. So they they used caps because they had the uh, a stronger consistency for readability. That makes um, sense. Like doing a lowercase yeah. i, it's just like a little line with a little dot, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if it bleeds, it becomes a full uppercase. Also, I. also, we can kill it. Yeah, I was going to say that. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's. It was like the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I went for. 
And then I snatched from your hand. <laughs> yeah. I got to increase my minimum effort, not just go for the low hanging ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one spot where I specifically noticed that I couldn't really like, I didn't notice the, uh, the bolts too much is when he says, I'm an encyclopedia man, Dr. Angstrom, a man of science, not superstition. <laughs> Like the Encyclopedia Man, Science and Superstition ones are bolded, but they kind of all blended together. Because it kept yeah. flipping flopping between the two. That's fair. So I get that that's a standard now, and I understand why, and that's cool. But I wonder Though if, the bolding be is if they were cool. underlined and bolded, or just underlined. Yeah. Although if you underline uh, it, then it could bleed into the next line a little bit underneath it. Yes. So. I think I think maybe like the font could have like had a like a thicker like bolding to kind of like help differentiate because you, you can notice it, but I get what you're saying. Like there's a lot of if if it's like a big like wall of text or like a big like like word bubble of text, it kind of gets like wow 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 like kind of like kind of gives off that pattern a little bit of like it's just kind of like you're not sh- like it's like wha- like it almost like creates like a wavy effect of like so that where it just muddles it yeah. In with the rest of the text. <laughs> it's like when you're reading the whole thing, you have to like be on point looking for bolds instead of yeah. if it was all lower. I'm not saying it should be lowercase, but in uh, quote unquote normal creepypastas, it's all mixed case. And then all of a sudden it's uppercase, like all caps. Yeah. Oh, that's that pops real well, but you can't really make it pop when everything is all caps. So, yeah. But yeah, this is definitely more of like a <clears throat> a generalized like like industry uh problem than than just for brood hollow <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i love this last one so the, all those other ones they're like kind of nitpicky and i'm like i'm learning stuff this last one's unacceptable though okay i have to say <laughs> it's on uh 2013 419 if you want to go there but um uh, uh, you don't have see to if I can actually you really find... do not have I, 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 this will tie in okay, 20 you said 2013 <laughs> 419 419 i'm actually like typing that in all of them oh no no i'm typing it in yeah yeah i'm typing at the top and not found (laughs) (laughs) great i i have a i have a bit of a i have i have some in my actual thoughts i have a connected thing to like this we're like trying to find a page rather than just like constantly scrolling through it but we'll get back to that and i'll I'll put a pin on that (laughs) yeah i might have wrote down the wrong uh code because on some of these I was putting code oh. in, but like I'm used to typing in 2022, so someone oh, typed 2022 no, I, on them. And I, I think I know what I did wrong. I, I think I know what I did wrong. So it was 2013.04.19. Yep, I found it. I got it. yeah. So I had to add. I had to add in the zero four. Oh yeah, of course. Not yeah. not just four. Okay, yeah. So I'm there. I'm on that page. <laughs> so he is screaming at this man, or sorry, this little boy. <laughs> this little boy, yeah. He's just trying yeah, to sell the, papers. Uh, yeah, says, for 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 the audience, like it's the, like yeah, he's walking around town, and then like the uh, the paper boy is like talk like starts talking to him and like wondering what's going on, and, he, and then uh, Wadsworth reacts to it. <laughs> yes, he says you're not wearing your <clears throat> Deliverance Day thistle. And then he yells, "What is wrong with your town?" Yeah. However, because <laughs> there is no exclamation point and there's no question mark. Oh, yeah, what the fuck. He's saying it as so, a statement, and he is not yelling it, but he's making a yelling face. <laughs> what is wrong with your town? <laughs> well, no, his his face is is definitely showing something like like a uh, a sign of like distress or agitation. Of course. 
but it's just like it's like what is wrong with your town <laughs> but it's like all oh, cast you have to try to make it sound like it's not a question though which is hard yeah oh god yeah i know oh oh yeah that's like it's in it's ingrained in our minds to make it sound like a question because it starts to have an inflection yeah you almost need to like take like an a like take an ai and just like use that like text because like the ai won't like because there's no question mark it won't do any kind of annotation yes for sure. <laughs> yeah and i'm sure like there's no um exclamation point and question mark because of like sizing purposes because if you put those in everything gets squished around a little bit more you'd have to make the font smaller so we wanted to make it really pop i get it but yeah i said i would look for grammar stuff <laughs> i found some grammar stuff. yeah yeah exactly that being said that's the end of it okay <laughs> I win. thank you yes. gamer for for our grammar inquisition on an episode about web comics yeah i did it <laughs> yeah um but mikey i assume do, do you have a grammar inquisition or did you do not did you just like ignore that i don't have, have a, <laughs> i don't have one but thinking about one of my actual thoughts might point to a potential grammar issue i was really worried not, that you were just more of a like... comic issue than grammar okay fair yes well if you if you want like you can do it now, or you can like save it for the actual thought stuff. Uh, I'll save it for later. Okay. I was really concerned you were going to do like, well, I have an it story. But, oh, no. <laughs> it's all dialogue, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, like that's the other thing about like like why like again like this is falling into our um into our trap card of uh, of grammar inquisition is that it's it's the way the characters talk literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's enough grammar tomfoolery. Uh, I, s- I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. Um, I'll bring this up because I don't know if anyone has an actual okay. thought on it. Just on, does anyone have any um, thoughts on the art itself? That's literally my next. My, like, the, I, I'm I'm diving into that. Cool. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, my actual thoughts are kind of like, um, they're 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 categorized by like art humor blended with horror uh the connective tissues to icker falls the story notable favorite characters um something some things i didn't quite like about the webcomic and then the website itself Uh, um so we'll start with the art for me um i actually really love the combination of the simple stylized character comic art like it's very reminiscent of the 1930s style of funny books um and like kind of like not quite rubber hose but like it, it felt like like a like an art style from like a bygone era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it's how it's blended with the occasional uh, horror sequence that is just suddenly super detailed and dark and gritty, and with like like has like a gr- like literally has a gritty texture added onto it, or like a blood splatter texture added onto it, and such. Um, so like I really really dig the art style. For its kind of like blend of like 1930s esque art, like cartoon style, and I think it's honestly just Chris Straub's like kind of art style. But in this one, he makes it a little bit more exceptionally older type of uh, of cartoon or comic. Older timey, yeah, um, anachronistic, if you will. Um, 
and then like when he goes into like the skin the with the uh the skin take or not the skin taker the uh the stitched man or maddie the ghost girl or even like the the horror bats that like come at like uh, like start growing to like eldritch size uh to attack zane throughout the comic um they they like start change actually even the bat like the bat ones the, is a good example of that like as the panels go the bats go from being just like large bats to like these horrible eldritch there's like more and more detail applied to them as they become more and more horrific looking mm-hmm. um uh but yeah like that's that's what i got for the art um again i really dug it um and then going on to uh the humor blended with horror um i really like the the dry and often deadpan quips and jokes that are in the story um one in particular is when um uh when zane and iris are at the hospital and like zane's kind of like um confiding in in uh in in iris about like go about like his um like his mental state and like he doesn't know what's real and what's not and there's he, they're they're both looking out the window and, and there's a the, the the lines are i can't even tell if that's a graveyard out this window or just a trick of the light and then iris is just like oh that's absolutely the old graveyard if it makes you feel any better and then uh zane replies nope <laughs> just like i i love that kind of like quipping like kind of like um like that that dry deadpan quip yes <laughs> kind of look to it um the horror elements uh they're aesthetically the honestly like the horror elements here are very aesthetic um like they i i think it's it's more of a thrill like in, term, in terms of like me reading it and like going like like observing and like ingesting the art style and like the 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 horror that's happening in the story and stuff it comes off to my in my head more of like a thrill than a scary horror like it's more like a cool horror than a scary horror for me um yeah like i i enjoy it like that's not really a bad thing like i do enjoy it but i think it's just really hard or it's way harder to invoke actual horror in a comic book medium uh when you have to actually show something rather than describe something that a person can then mentally create the image in their head. Well, also because the, the cartoony characters are cartoony and everything. Yeah. Then when you, there's like a disconnect when you see the horror elements of it all being like hyper realism. Yeah. I think, th- I think that might be also it is that like, like, yeah, like the, the, the monsters, like the creepy monsters and stuff in this game, in this, in this, uh, in this web comic are creepy looking, but, they're also not because of the again, like you said, the contrast with the um, like the contrast with the cartoon style isn't contrasting it like oh cool cartoons oh god what is that like on the off the page mm-hmm. like it's more just like oh cool that's cool uh, that's cool like uh, cartoon style oh that's cool like creepy style um, that's also like I know brain as well my yeah. brain as well because it's like we're looking at the comics and then all of a sudden hyper realism shows up. It's like, Whoa, that's really nicely drawn. <laughs> it's not like, Whoa, yeah. that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly for me, like web comics that do this like, well, like are ones that kind of like the, the, the normal like art style is like very similar to the horrific one. And they just, the, the, uh, the artist has found a way to make an image unnerving to me mm. um, in a, in the same, but in the same art style. 
So like, and again, like that's not, not entirely the point of Brute Hollow. Like Brute Hollow is a horror comedy sort of like genre of of comic. Like it is, it's it's got the humor to it that blends in nicely with like these horror elements. But I think at its at its um, at its roots is it is still kind of like um, it's it's more of like a mystery than it is like a, of a true horror. Yeah. Um. Now again, that could just be my brain, just like I'm not like like desensitized or not able to like fully connect with the horror elements of the story that were intended. But mm-hmm. um, I also think that's something that is very tricky to do in the medium, um, mainly because you're showing because in this case, showing rather than telling makes it less scary, <laughs> uh, or it's going to be subjectively, or it's going to be subjectively less scary because it's going to be go by a reader by reader basis. Who knows? There might be somebody out there reading Brute Hollow who is like reading all the, uh, the, or watching, like checking out all the, uh, the cool, like, like cart, like cartoon style and then get hor- horrified by like the stitch man when he shows up or the bats or Maddie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing, but other yeah, thing so- too, like they're all, technically in his head even the massive bats the uh autofly boy said that they weren't really that big as drawn in yeah. that image well, he was just uh exaggerating that's, that's the thing about the, that's the thing about the narrative it might be all in his head or it, like it's either him or it's the entire town like who like it's yeah. it's that kind of like uh it's that kind of quote of like i'm not insane everyone else is crazy like because and that's kind of a theme running theme in brood hollow because like there is something i either either like zane is is the neurotic one and like it's catching to some of his friends because like in by the end of the story like iris is also affected by it and into a degree even like uh angstrom mm-hmm. but um but there also does seem to be kind of like a weird like supernatural like influence over the entire town and you even see it by the end of the story, like because Zane kind of falls into it as well. Yeah, like oh, where did I get this scar from? And it's like oh shit, he's forgetting. <laughs> yeah, that was... he's forgetting. He it, it's it's a dairy situation. It's like uh, like in 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 uh, the Stephen King novel it, um, the town of Dairy is being constantly manipulated by Pennywise psychically into just like turning the other way or just not ex- not not acknowledging the horror that like the horrific stuff like killings and stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I will I will move on to the next thing, I, the next category I have here, which is well, the, uh, the that, connective. Actually. Oh, okay. Sorry, I yes. still have more things to say about the art because I don't actually have a note on it, and we're talking about art anyways. Um, okay. What do you feel about the uh, the transition from cartoon to the hyper realism, aka on the same page? Because to me, every time I flip to a uh, a panel, is it panel for the entire page? No, it's page. No, the page. Yeah. When I flip to a new page that has a horror element on it, the very first thing I look at is the horror element. Yeah, because it's so jarring that I have to look at it first, and then like my eyes naturally go to that, and then I have to go back and read why it shows up. So it's not really a surprise. Yeah, it, there's a couple of instances. I, I I don't mind. Like on the one hand, I don't mind it because like uh, in, the way it's done in certain ti- a certain at certain points in the story, I don't mind it because like there's some like the for example the the transition from the bat monster like the 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 just oversized bats to like suddenly the eldritch bats. That one was was a good like kind of like transition to like the, from like the cartoon style to the horror style. Um, 
but you're right. Like there's ones where it's like uh, when he's actually, I think it's like second or isn't like the second or third page um, when he's uh, when he's seeing. Yeah. When you first see the stitch man and yeah, it's like that one's. I don't know if I hate it or not or not. I hate it, but like, I don't know if I if it's. Well, because like the page leading up to it, like we're kind of like he's looking at the door, he's going to sleep. And then also, actually, I think another thing to kind of uh, give into this is like um, the way the at least the way my. My. um, uh, My web, the the website is showing for me is that um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the time, uh, Chris Straub will try and find a way to so that the the horror stuff is on the on the bottom of the page so that like when you open up that um that 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 page on the website you get the the top parts of the panels so if you read those first and then scroll down then you get the horror stuff but even if you are but like hyper focused (laughs) and like tunnel visioning to the top left you can still see in your peripherals that there's horror right around the corner yeah i i feel i I i'm I'm also with you like in my opinion Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. is you have all the comics and everything and then you would end like that one where he first sees the stitch man because that's been on my screen this whole time um yeah you would end (laughs) that page with him looking in the door and then the entire next page is a zoomed up two shot of him getting up and then it goes back to comic so it's an entire page dedicated to it so it will be shocking because you have to click on it to see it and then you click away from it yeah. to get back to the comics or the cartoon style again yeah i can see that real estate yeah. to see the horror of it and like the hyper realism because it's basically full page yeah but sometimes that can come that can be like really like in terms of like a horror like aesthetically like again like this is like the stitch man like scene like if i saw that like if that was a full like thing i'm i kind of get the um i i'm here's wishy-washy showing up <laughs> god damn it uh because <laughs> like the way you're describing it i agree with you but at the same time i also am worried about getting the vibe that i got from the bye-bye man uh movie where at the end of the movie spoilers for the bye-bye sorry spoilers for the bye-bye man mm-hmm. but when the bye bye man shows up um and like he like literally like like whips open his jacket and shows himself in full glory and like there's like st- it's storming out there's lightning striking and at that point i was like this movie's not scary at all like this went full like they jumped the shark so bad like they jumped the shark so much they're in another state <laughs> i mean okay um, but like it got it it just kind of like I, I hear what you're saying though. Like it, like you want, like the, like I, I, I understand what you're trying to get at is like, like the fact that like that's the first thing you see because it's like it's way different from the rest of the art style, and then you have to read through the rest of it. But the problem with the other one is that when you show it too much, like when you show horror too much, it stops being scary. That's that's the problem with with horror is like you have to sh- you have to show it in a certain light, or you have to like find certain techniques to like obscure it so that the person's mind like the psychology of the person's mind actually like gets scared or something by it or gets creeped out in some way i, I mean i see what you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> or if you don't it, want it to be full yeah. page then there's a couple of pages mm-hmm. in this where it's showing 
like the the funny section in uh, the the paper, and it's just like it's a thin page. It's like half vertically, half of the normal comic um, page size. So you yeah. can just do that if you don't want it to be full page. Hell, there was one later on where it's like double height. And uh, yeah, because with the decapitation going on, <clears throat> so that was fine. Yeah, well, that was. Yeah, because that one, I actually liked that one because, like, it showed, like, yeah, all you saw was a black screen, and then you scrolled down, and you got, like, this really cool, like, scene of, like, Iris, like, just whacking the 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 uh, Stitch Man's um, head off <laughs> with the, like, that was actually a really, I liked that one for what it did there. Like, I thought that was, like, because, again, like, the I think as the, in the webcomic medium, the, I, the, the, the aspect of having to scroll down like uh, there's several webcomic artists that really utilize that. And like this one uses it a couple of times. Yeah. And that was that the frying pan or the, uh, the thwacking uh, scene was one of them. I also like to counter myself. Like, I think Man, rather than well, get out of here, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe. <laughs> um, is uh, what if like, so it, it goes all the way to um, uh, like we, we cut the panels because we're on uh 2012 10 17 yes. <laughs> god i hate these page the the page system of uh of uh, the web comic like um it, really okay well, well i mean weird. it's easier no, to kidding. just go with a number yeah if it was a page number it'd be fine i i i think that would be more simple like but. ch1 dash and then a page it's all or, chapter or just, one, or just keep doing the numbers but if you do a chapter yeah. then you can easily jump between chapters regardless that's unrelated please continue We'll we'll get back we'll, again. I'm putting a pin on that okay. one for later. But yeah, so like, uh, so we're on twelve seventeen or twelve ten seventeen or yes twenty twelve ten seventeen. Um, and like, keep the top panel. Keep that. Maybe even like, uh, yeah. Keep that lower panel, and then have the rest of it be dark, like just darkness, or like an or have like that the space where like the two like horror panels are, be like a like an open closet door. And then cut to the next pa- the next page, and just have those two horror panels the same size they are right now, but just center them into a onto a black page. Like, don't size them up so that like the the viewer has more like more like room to like look at them. I I'd say keep them the same size they are, just isolate them to the center so that you're focusing on these small panels, but they're small enough that like it still kind of conceals some of the weirdness, like the darkness and the spookiness of it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Or another way to do it is lead with the horror. As in, yeah, like, I could do that this too. page would end with him looking in. Then you start the next page and it shows those two, but then it continues with other stuff after that. Yeah. Like most of these scenes end with the horror. Cause that's when the scene ends. But again, visually it, for me, visually it kind of, spoiled it yeah no no it's a valid um it's a valid point because like we how many times have we watched have we have we gone into reading a creepypasta where the the author puts an image a spooky image at the top and like kind of ruins the uh at least for like ruins the experience to to uh to some to at some degree Mm -hmm. right yeah no, your 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 perspective on this is valid, gamer. Okay. I accept you. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. Yeah. Um, uh, Mikey, do you have anything else on the art? Like, since we're we're still here, <laughs> like the, uh, art the, the humor versus the horror. No, 
Okay. I got one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you know, might as well, we might as well do it this way. Like, it's fine. The way I kept seeing Wadsworth is, um, yep. he is Excalibur from Warframe, basically, because hey. his little hair thing is skin. <laughs> it's like it. a little horn. <laughs> it's it's not, but okay. I mean, it looks like it. I, that's the art style. But I, yeah, I, I get. I, I know. Reskin him to look exactly like Excalibur, and I might do that. <laughs> You you should you one hundred percent should. Yeah. I hate like, you for it, but you like, should. Like, there's a little uh, pointy stuff at the sides of the head God. as well. Like it's almost one to one. Damn it! An energy sword and everything. <laughs> oh God! I forget which oh, time I, I really saw it, and he was just standing there looking directly at me. I'm like, that's Excalibur. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the so uh, on uh, on 2012 10 19 the last panel where he's just like, yes, Lars. <laughs> like, and these behaviors protect you from ghosts. He's like, yes. And he's just like, like his hands are out like wide. And so that I immediately just like pictured like you going in there and just adding an energy sword coming out of his palm. You can't unsee it now, can you? God damn it, you asshole. <laughs> Everything is Warframe. <laughs> no. um, wow. Okay. You're welcome. Please continue now. Okay. Let's let's move on to the uh, speaking of like the horror and being and and things being ruined. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the connective tissues to Icker Falls. So, reading through book one, I found myself recognizing characters and events from Icker Falls stories, like the original ones written by Chris Straub, here and there throughout it. And I like how later in the book there is an expansion of some of the folklore and legends to the wider Mason County area. Like that, like this, the, the, the county where Icker Falls sits is Mason County. And Brood Hollow is also in there along with like the other two towns that are kind of briefly mentioned when he's getting on the train and such. Like, uh, I think I can't remember what they're called. The, the two other towns, but they're also fictional towns that Chris Straub has made, but are in Mason County. Um, so like, for instance, uh, Maddie, uh is like the ghost girl that like uh that's haunting zane at the beginning like throughout the story that's actually maddie from curious little thing which is a nicker fall story yes um william harker and the stitch man while not in a creepypasta like a nicker falls creepypasta per se they're uh on the website for icker falls a um a quiet community i think it's called hang on Falls. I should, I should have typed this. I had this up earlier. Yeah, on the on the website for Icker Falls, a quiet community. When you go to the local legends uh, page, there uh, under right like right at the top of local legends is the Stitchman legend, which is about William Harker, who was a uh, a, a master tailor um, who uh, who uh, like when he lost his like he, he like there was a fire and he lost his family and so he started like uh, grabbing people kidnapping people and and taking their skin and stuff and stitching it together and such so again and adding like kind of taking that and then one that's a little bit more indirect is the skull and shovel society and their card game uh parlor uh obliet uh, um it kind of reminds me of the opossum society from the titular creepypasta, the Opossum Society, which has a rather um, a rather lethal or fatal card game in it. Oh yes, uh, that, that the that that the secret society, and it's even set I think in like the 1930s or like an ear an early era. Um, 
like the character uh who, i think the character either like their their uncle like gets them in on it or something or they just stumble into it and the society like like brings them into the card game and then like they have to they all drink something and then one of the guys loses and and just kind of walks away crying because he's uh, and like the guy's like oh that's weird why does that happen and then like there's another like the waitress comes over with another shot and he's like no 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 thanks it's like oh no sir you're gonna want to take that why it's the antidote for the poison you drank earlier mm-hmm. i was like what <laughs> and like that like they're playing this game it's like russian roulette kind of because like they all have a poison and the loser doesn't get the antidote <laughs> um but it, and and it it's not the same like the skull the skull and shovel society isn't the same as the opossum society although they are very similar like they're all both of them are secret societies by the circle of businessmen of the towns um and parlor oblette might like that we we kind of jump into it like it's the card game in brood hollow isn't as lethal as far as we know but they're like i mean maybe in like a later book uh one of the later books um as zane gets more ingrained in the in the town society maybe they'll they'll kind of expand on 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 parlor obliette or maybe not maybe it's just a card game and it's this this is just a funny webcomic and it's not as as dark as as zicker falls <laughs> maybe but uh we'll we'll have to see um but yeah, those are the ones that I kind of picked up on. And there's there's other like things like just the kind of the vibes and stuff of that of like the various things in the story kind of gave me like, yeah, this this is absolutely a sister town to Icker Falls. <laughs> yeah, got the vibes for sure. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, that's that's all I got for the the connective tissues section of Icker Falls uh and Brood Hollow. And then uh on to my next category, which is the story itself. So honestly, by the end of book one of Brood Hollow, I could easily envision this as a film. Like, and I or I think that I was like connecting a bunch of the sequences by the end of the story to like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a film trope. Like this is like a, the kind of scene that like kind of narrative that would definitely be in like a um uh, uh like a thriller or like an investigative horror movie where like there's a team there's a like a team of investigators or like some people investigating this town and like they're investigating a monster and then like one of them gets kidnapped and what uh another monster that you thought was scary throughout the story is actually trying to help them and like leads the rest of the team to to rescue the the kidnapped person mm-hmm. like it, it felt very not scooby-doo <laughs> but like but like kind of very like i guess 2000 like early 2000s mid 2000s like horror movie or even like i guess even 90s horror movie kind of investigation kind of uh tropes which I, again not not banging it on like there's they're they're tropes for a reason and they and they work but um yeah i honestly could envision like brood hollow being kind of like uh or kind of like stephen king's it again like the the newer ones like the the new version of the movie like the new movies that came out like chapter 1 and chapter 2 like it kind of gave me the, those kind of vibes for like it's like oh, this could easily be translated to a movie uh, if somebody wanted to do it. Um, in a, in a I also way, it kind of sorry. felt sometimes like I could see it, like the animation even though there's no animation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, it kind of I'm I'm like it definitely gives me like gra- like gravity vo- uh, gravity falls vibes mm-hmm. too. Like because it that one also is very similar. And I, I guess gravity falls is similar to Brood Hollow because Brood Hollow I think came first um 
but uh where it's like it's like a cutesy fun like cartoon like saturday morning cartoon and then they throw in like some horror some really like horror vibes to it uh Uh, and yeah um oh actually wow first episode of gravity falls came out in 2012 as well june 15th of 2012 in fact when did the first volume when did the first of the October <laughs> October 6, 2012 was was the cover was when the cover of, of book one came out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Not that you're saying anything. <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, honestly, like it's just uh, that might honestly just be like a really pleasant coincidence. Of course. <laughs> that we got two really cool, like di- like kind of cart like Saturday morning horror like stories. Uh, or like in in two separate mediums at the same time around the same time that that seems kind of interesting. Anyway, um, I also like that Maddie wasn't the true villain, <laughs> and that she was actually trying to help Zane and Iris. Like uh, near the end, uh, there's a there's a panel where it's like uh, the, the not the skin taker the the uh, the stitch man is um, talking to Zane who he's kidnapped is like girl your protector iris don't you dare touch her and then it cuts away to iris who's like trying to like falling asleep falling asleep while reading uh like doing some research and then she like there's like a a a tint of blue like near her and she like look she like looks at it and it's uh, actually maddie like at the door like the ghost girl trying to like help like trying to get her attention and like lead her somewhere it kind of looks like stitch man and maddie were in cahoots (laughs) At that point, what it looked like the Stitch mm-hmm. Man and Maddie were in cahoots at that point. Like he sent her over yeah. there to get her. Yeah, but it's actually like she was leading her, like them there to help her. Like they're so. Yes. Yeah, I, I like how like that. Yeah, because because in the original co- in the original story for Curious Little Thing, Maddie is supposed to be just this playful little ghost girl that just like at, when whenever you leave a door or whenever you leave anything slightly ajar or just like at that precipice of of just being the, at the precipice between being slightly opened and closed, you'll see a little girl in the, in that, that point. And like the whole comic or the whole story, like it's like, Oh, this that's actually not that horrific at all. It's just this weird little ghost girl. It's actually kind of realistic in a way of like what people sometimes see. No, just like of like what people see when they see apparitions, like they see like something in the, they could just be a figment of their eye or something like that. And then it gets really dark when like he's like brushing his the, the character's brushing his teeth and he sees Maddie's eye down his throat yeah. <laughs> as he's about to close his mouth. <laughs> so like, yeah, again, Chris Straub has this really interesting, unique way of like making something creepy, but also like kind of whimsical. So um So that's what I got for like the story, honestly. It was just like I again I I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun romp <laughs> uh, into into Brood Hollow and 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 such. Um, and it actually ties into uh, uh, the the story ties into like my next category, which is notable and favorite characters. So I don't know if you guys have any notable or favorite characters, but I've got uh, I've got two, uh, about two or three. I didn't get the memo. Uh, actually, no. I didn't know I had to prepare this. <laughs> <laughs> well no i just like i i just like uh, when i was taking notes like oh i gotta take some kind of notes for like this like how am i gonna tackle this so i was like oh let's do it this way um but yeah it, well i go through mine uh, <laughs> or through I, my two I like maybe more. maybe yeah. think on that 
favorite character. <laughs> let, let, let me just go through my two favorite ones. Uh, actually, technically, I'm cheating because the, the first one is is three people. Um, the the bottle fly boys, Maurice, Maurice, and Maurice. <laughs> might as well be one person. Also, let's be real. Yeah, uh, they're just awesome examples of ex- of subverting expectations and tropes. Like, I like that you think they're gonna be like antagonistic, but then they're just like. Slap him on the back and like, ho oh, ho! Don't you need some help there, boy? Ho oh. yes. Um, and just like big muscly guys, like just you think they're gonna be like they're they're gonna cause some trouble, but they're actually just like they're they're super chill and awesome dudes. It set um, the tone for Brutal really quickly. Yeah, because made it. Look yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh shit, he's gonna get the crap kicked out of him the first day. <laughs> yeah, like it, it gets. It, it's kind of like it was kind of like. Leading up to that point, like where the reveal is, it was like getting dark and like it's nighttime. It's a creepy scene. And then suddenly there it's lighthearted. <laughs> also just love the non plus they give uh, anything that they're dealing with. Like when, like when the bats be, uh, show up and like are attacking people on ouster Eve, um, they, they just kind of go into the, Oh, just like smash into them and just start like attacking them themselves. Like very poor pulp. Uh, like these guys are definitely like a character from like a Pulp Cthulhu game or campaign or scenario. <laughs> yes, yeah, also Maurice um, is Mario, just jacked Mario. Yeah, basically, yeah, like they're yeah, it, like handlebar mustaches, big beefy, like they're 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 factory workers, like or so they're they're mill workers. So like they're they're yeah they're your kind of typical big beefy strongman character from the 1930s. Mm. I say Mario because he has a giant mustache and a flat cap, and he wears red and blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my my other favorite character, uh, who's less amicable towards Zane, but is no less fun, is Rutherford Planchet, mm-hmm. the local businessman and like landlord. Uh, I just love his rivalry type, like ar- like archetype toward toward uh, Zane, like. His overreactions and dead set attitude towards Zane being like a scam artist himself is just so goddamn funny to me. It's just like so like there's there's one panel in particular or one set of panels in particular. It's like when when Zane's like getting out of the um uh the 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 back room of his his grandfather or his granduncle's old shop and and um Rutherford is there and he's like and Rutherford's just like everything copacetic and then Zane's just like I'm yeah, I'm just there was just a lot of old man died in there in there. And then uh the next panel like cuts to Planchet is like good because I need you healthy and alive when I destroy you. <laughs> You've made a powerful enemy in Rutherford Planchet little man. And then the next panel is like uh is Planchet again and uh, on Rutherf- on uh, on Zane I will get whatever value this shop holds in time Zane. This building is leased. Your great uncle's business owes me hundreds in back rent. C- can it be paid in installments? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the next, and there's another one when like Zane's in the uh, the society and it turns out oh, there's Planchet as well, as long as the mayor and a bunch of other businessmen of the town. And uh, one of the characters, I think it's the, the hotel, uh, the hotel guy. Uh, the the hotel receptionist or owner, um, he recommends uh, doing like uh, the card game, uh, and uh, so it cuts to like, shall I do the honors? And he's holding like a box full of the of like decks of cards. So it's like, and the mayor's just like, yes, exactly. 
what exactly what the event calls for. A few lively hands. Who's in? And then Zane, next panel is, oh, I don't know how to play. To which uh, Rutherford pipes in, already bluffing? Deal him in last. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just love like his like, his just like uh, very aggressive attitude towards Zane. Yeah, when he first showed up on the scene, I immediately saw him and throughout the entirety of this story heard him as Scott from South Park. Scott is um, a Canadian. Uh, he's like the really tall Canadian guy that's a dick. Like everyone in Canada calls him like, oh, there's Scott. He's a dick. He's always showing up like, okay, you I don't... rule this day. and like, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you shall rule the day you came across, you, you crossed Rutherford Planchet. He's the guy who's like, I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> like as he's being pushed away on the. Uh, um... Oh, that's who yeah, that was? I'm sure that was him. Okay. Like he's always causing problems and yelling, and that's basically what Rutherford does. Rutherford. Yeah. Especially when he yeah. goes like No, I just and uh, I also saw him a little bit like um the Canadian uh Minister of Movies from South Park as well, where Okay. <laughs> I'm saying all these references you don't understand, but it's fine. <laughs> where like um it it's in uh South Park movie when Kyle's mom is doing like an anti-Canada thing because of the Terrence and Phillip movie. And and the guy oh, is I, like, I think I uh, the... can you let me finish? Uh, can you let me finish? Like, he keeps saying that because uh, Sheila keeps interrupting him. And by the end, he's like, like, please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. And then he literally says yeah. that in this. Rutherford says that. He's like, I'm not finished yet. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, those yeah. two characters merge together into one that made up Rutherford. Nice. Yep. Also, I just like even like when he's uh he it's also like uh, like when they're when they're at the uh the ouster eve like event and like they're all like ring the the, the ring the tone and stuff and he has like that oh uh, yes my family has this like this perfect like copper like this this gold, gold uh yes. like yeah this gold tie or like to like to ding and some of that and then like the mayor like gets on him for like being angry at or for being antagonistic towards Zane it's like show some camaraderie for your fellow man and and they both just like. We <laughs> like they're both like forcing smiles and like it, it, like it he's he's not like the he's not necessarily at least at least as far as I know not necessarily the villain but he's just like that kind of like foible character or like that kind of like antagonistic rival character that you see sometimes in 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 media yeah. So um, visually, like he's sort he, of the he looks yeah. a lot like an antagonist from like Phoenix Wright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely does. He looks <laughs> like the uh, prosecute prosecuting attorney or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Miles Edgeworth. Mm-hmm. Also, I I also can't get out of my head that he kind of looks like Vegeta <laughs> with his hairy. Kind of looks like Vegeta. <laughs> so he's just Vegeta in a in a uh, in a pinstripe shirt or a strip pinstripe. His hair kind of does have low key Vegeta vibes. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's over nine thousand. <laughs> That's how much you owe me on this lease. <laughs> you know how much you owe me? It's over nine thousand. <laughs> and then Zay just like, what? There's no way that could be right. Nine <laughs> thousand. <laughs> Yeah. And he he kind of looks uh, bald shit. too, mostly. So he he has a little bit of nappy vibes. Oh god, yeah, yeah. It's yep. more like butters because he's mostly bald, just with like a little bit of hair. 
Yeah. Or as you like to say, it's like the old skin yeah. flap. <laughs> from frontal skin. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Like, because I, again, it's it's clear like he, he's blonde. And so like his hair is just like it's like the same kind of skin t- color or something like that. Or it's like a pale, a pair pale hair color. It's like, again, it's an artistic choice for the, uh, the hairstyle for Zane, but it's still just like, what is that hair? Yeah. <laughs> now I can't unsee the goddamn Warframe thing. Thank You're you. Welcome, gamer. Yeah. His hair is like opposite of yeah. mine. Where, like I'm losing my hair out up front, but like out back and everywhere else, it's fine. He's the, Oh He's God. The out back and everywhere, but up front, it's fine. Oh Jesus Christ. That's, <laughs> horrifying he's owning it oh man that. yeah i i guess yeah that's true also apparently it's in it it, it runs in the family because his great uncle also had the same oh, kind of really? hair <laughs> yeah you know. see you see uh i don't know if it's i don't know if it's i thought i saw it i thought we saw a depiction of the grand uncle yeah in this yeah it was at the seat it was in, during the the skull and shovel society right like there's a portrait of him uh i thought it was when he went to go to his uncle's shop he found pictures right yes yes um and yeah that uh it shows like he has a very similar art like a similar hairstyle so it's like that hence they're they're related <laughs> yeah. i don't think it's meant to be blonde because the there's a couple of blonde characters where it is colored in yellow uh, i think it's like a very so he's it's not dirty blonde it's like a sandy kind of blonde like almost white yeah yeah, yeah. So, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, he's basically like a dirty blonde sort of character. Or no, his hair sc- his hairstyle is just skin tone. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. Um, so that, those are my two. Like honestly, those are the two characters that like. And again, I like all all of the characters in this, but th- these are the ones that really like stood out to me as like these are my favorite characters in the series. Mm. Uh, so have you guys figured out what your favorites are? Oh, we were still doing that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally like uh, second grand half uncle once removed Virgil Zane. Never see him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he without him, we wouldn't have the story of, of the of Brute Hollow. So yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but realistically, like uh, Wadsworth Zane's pretty fun. I feel like they yeah um, beat a dead horse a little bit with his uh, um. What's the word? The neuroses? Like his... Like specifically when he's like in the library. He's like, hang on a minute. And he has to check like all of the little little drawers to make sure they're all closed. Well, it does kind of tie into the narrative. Like, like, again, like... Yeah. I I know it totally does, but it, it gets... It's almost... It's at the teetering point of doing it too much, but it didn't really go over. Mm -hmm. Because like, we get it. But it wasn't yeah. too much, but it was, it was getting there. Fair. And Mikey, your favorite character? Or at least the well, character gonna, that, you, that stood out to you the most? I'm going to go with the uh, Butterfly Boys and the um, skeleton French guy. Ah, Cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to ask, did anybody else read his dialogue in a French accent? Oh, oh, oh. Of course. How, how else could you? Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, cada- yeah, the cadaver is. Uh, those are those are fun little comics. Yep. Also, like Mercy the Bat. Yeah, Mercy's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Surprising amount of adorableness from a bat. Mm-hmm. 
Surpri- surprising amount, amount of character for for an animal. <laughs> for so he tamed it real good, like real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's supernaturally uh, <laughs> supernaturally Ooh, intelligent. It might be, <laughs> perhaps. Or you know, it's a cartoon. Shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess now I'm gushing a little too much. It's time. To, it's time to step back a second and and uh, and get and give some stuff that I didn't quite enjoy about this webcomic. So there's a panel at the very like. So we get so Zane is rushed to hospital or to the to the to the hospital. 20 minutes away from town quote unquote rushed <laughs> yeah yeah rushed as uh, well as, for, as much yeah. as possible given the vehicles of the time as well too so but anyway um and uh like he's recovering and like iris is there and and, and angstrom's there and then the nurse notices that iris is there's like oh are you feeling well i'm certain it's still a terrible shock and iris is like what shock what do you mean and next panel um the nurse says like you were here a month ago when you brought your father to the emergency room on the night that he died. And then that up until this point, like we were like the whole, the whole part of the plot was that Zane was waiting a few days for Iris's dad to return from a business trip out of mm-hmm. town. And then we get this kind of revelation. And then Iris is like, that's right. And then immediately cuts to her, like, in, like suddenly grieving. It's like, I, I forgot. So, it being revealed that Iris had forgotten her father's death was a bit confusing to me at first. Like I, I thought that the twist was going to be, uh, I, I thought that the twist, like th- this twist has happened a couple of times in, in serialized web comics where the, the writer uh, and off uh, like often the, the creator of the web comic um, while they, they don't plot like the the full story ahead they kind of like go by week by week kind of thing sometimes and so they'll sometimes add in like twists like these um to kind of spice things up and kind of doesn't always make a whole lot of sense looking at you uh lost <laughs> not a web comic but a tv mm-hmm. show <laughs> where there's twists just to have spice things up or just things happen just you know because well, but that, as... that at least has lost in the title because you're supposed to be lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> I guess I guess I should have known about that going in. <laughs> but um, the the more I read into it, the kind of the, the the more I read after this this revelation, the less the kind of vitriol I had for this twist. Um, kind of it, the the less it, it the less it stung. Mainly because, like, it, it was kind of revealed more that, like, the people just in this town have this kind of weird, like, thing where they forget about events or they they false memory uh, certain events and stuff like that. Um, almost like Derry from it from uh, Stephen King's It. Um, so whether or not it's like something supernatural or not, we're not we're still trying to figure that out. Um, it's probably supernatural. Um, and even Zane uh, falls victim to it by the end of the of the of the of book one, where like he looks at the scar, he's like, "Oh, where did I get that scar from?" And I was like, "Oh shit, he's forgetting too." So it kind of like eventually like me- makes sense, but like at the initially when it's revealed that like she's forgotten that her father died, it kind of came off to me as like not pre not pre planned. Like I kind of wish there had been some kind of hint prior to finding out. 
prior to the revelation from the nurse. Did you really like, think that they're just going to go to know. the hospital to fix his head and then that's it? Honestly, kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the plot point. I I know. I I I I guess. And also, like when it happened, like mm-hmm. your your view on it's valid and everything. But when it was revealed that she didn't remember, I chalked that up to um, just that's what she did to try to deal with the grief. She just put it out of her head. Like it's nothing supernatural. It's just she tried to forget about it by being like, "No, he's coming back." Like there's so many times in movies and TV shows or whatever where like there's an old lady and um, she's saying, Oh yeah, my, my husband will be back next week. Meanwhile, he died five years ago or something like that. But she keeps saying, the yeah, same it's like, thing. Oh my, my, my son will be, is coming back from the war. So I just talk, and it's like, Oh yeah. I just yeah. chalked it up as that's how she's dealing with it. She's treating it like he's away and he'll be back in a few days. You know what? I didn't really think of it that way, but like that is kind of a very common trope as well. Um, yeah, I just I don't know, like it would I I just this is sort of just like my reaction when I first read got to this part. It kind of irked me, and this is this is probably on my on my part a nitpick, just like I because it does pan out eventually with like even like if it is a, like it's either her just kind of like like you said, um, kind of coping the best way she she knows her mind knows how in i.e. forgetting it or or just like kind of fabricating a shotgun <laughs> um or there is some kind of supernatural element as the the series kind of or the story kind of alludes to later on that and that's yeah. why people just forget things in this town yeah um but yeah and then the other so that that's that, that was kind of like a nitpick thing I, we kind of I, i'm on board for it now but there was a process <laughs> um the other thing that kind of irks me about this webcomic is honestly the website itself. Um, I remember there used to be a lot more on this website or like maybe I'm false memorying it, false remembering it. But like I remember reading this, like starting to read Brood Hollow like years ago and there was a lot more on the web co- on the website. And now it's just uh, it's just the webcomic itself. And then like next and first and last define and current or like, like next first and current define hmm? a lot more like there used to be like some actual like pages you could go to and like get like find out about the characters or like a contact and for like, like not con maybe not contact information but like stuff like that there's like a codex basically honestly i think that's really what i wa- like so this that's kind of what i'm getting at is i wish this website had an index of all of the comics so that you didn't have to just like scroll through each individual comic or like have to know what date a web comic was. So you can type that in, into the, uh, into the uh, domain name uh, to get the right, the right panel. Like, cause I found it kind of like mildly frustrating that I had to like scroll through when I was looking back, when I was going back through to try and find a panel that I wanted to reference for our, my note taking and stuff. And like I like I like web when web comics have like an archive or like an index uh, page that you can just like look through like the all the the web all the uh, the pages and select that one that you want to go to rather than have to like scroll through like page after page after page. Yeah, even if there's just like little mini checkpoints where it's like uh, him like start up until when he actually gets wakes up for the first time in Brood Hollow and then 
after the bad attack and then after the hospital visit and stuff like that. Like there's multiple spots yeah, like where have you like can have checkpoints. checkpoints. Yeah, like like the start of Ouster Eve or the trip to the uh the hospital or like or his attack the attack uh, the attack at the Umbra Hotel. <laughs> Yeah, you do have to click hundreds. Oh god, I just realized Gamer, the hotel's name is Umbra. Umbra. (laughs) God damn it, the Warframe connection. Because he's Excalibur Umbra. He's the original one before the change. (laughs) You never see his face because it's first person in game. Oh god. It's just him. That's why Excalibur has that part up there, because it just solidified his hair. Gamer, I need you to like take. You remember, you know the how there's the uh, the Umbra like model that has like part of his eye showing, like uh, <laughs> the inside. I need, I need you to take like Zane, one of Zane's eyes, and just like slap it in oh, there, like just a cartoon. Right <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! In a very different light now. God damn it! He might become my my new favorite character now as Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. God damn it! Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'll, I'm sorry, and I also hate you <laughs> for bringing that up. Um, but yeah, those are my my kind of my big kind of nitpicks. Oh, m- m- mostly the website stuff is just my my big uh, kind of issue with the store with the uh, the website or the webcomic itself is being able to access like the pages uh, other than just scrolling through. I would have liked some kind of way of like easier access with the interface. And also like, I remember the website used to have like a news kind of like a little like bot, like uh, at the bottom of it used to have like a description for everything or like a new, like what's going on right now. And, or like, or had, used to have like a main page where you could like check out like, like news for brood hollow. But Maybe, maybe in the last couple of years, Chris Straub, like when he moved over, switched over to a Patreon system and stuff like that, and like his own website, maybe he switched over to like switch all that stuff to like a separate website or something. I don't know. But for the webcomic website itself, it's it's a little annoying to uh, access a little things. Bit. So, because like for for instance, like. If we do go and read book two, we have to scroll through all of book one to get to book two. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, it should be sectioned out in books. Yes. Yeah. So, but uh, that's that's honestly my actual thoughts. I, I end up there with some criticism of the webcomic. I think so. I do have a, uh, a bookmark saved at the start of book two. So I'll just send that to you for us to use when we're doing that. That would be handy. Or I'll, mm-hmm. yeah, or, you, or I can just like look up like what what the date is for that book, and then just like type that in because that seems to work. Like going on the in the domain name and changing the date. But like this is why I said like dates are like I kind of wish it had been page numbers or like book like B one B one P like number like page number kind of thing because like the the dates are fine, but like maybe it's just like it's too definite like you need to like know exactly what date it is that this this page yes. came out on but uh, i'll stop griping oh, <laughs> uh, really great and save that for you guys yeah i know um so mikey these stands for evil what else do you have for your actual thoughts well i i just stumbled across one. Oh, that's <laughs> news. um 
you, you know how you're talking about the um, scene where she forgot that her dad was dead? Yes. Well, the very next one, uh, it's where I realized something that's very um, weird. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys noticed it either, but they don't have fingertips in the art. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. They just got like... It's, it, it's, it's not like a great... I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's just well, like an interesting... It, it's interesting, Kyle. but it's really weird because when they touch their face, their hands become part of their face. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it's maybe adding to the, 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 the surreal horror of the webcomic, maybe? God, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm at this other random page where, like, the mayor is talking to Wadsworth and he's, like, whispering to him, but his hand is, like, going over top of Wadsworth's face, so it's, like, Going into it, <laughs> it's it's like the thing. Remember at the end of the movie, the th- like John Carpenter does the thing where like the one guy just like puts his hand on on the the other guy's face and like slow to muffle him, and then like slowly starts like merging yes. with him. It's like that, <laughs> like the the mayor's the the thing, and it's just got Wadsworth. <laughs> nice, yeah. It's so yeah, weird. Once the- you realize it, <laughs> my god. Yeah, that's an it's an interesting art style, like uh, like design choice. That's the only hmm. line that's not finished on all of these is the fingertips. Yeah, well, I mean the hair, some of the hair too. Like, uh, I'm looking at Iris's hair, and like her her hair just kind of fade, like kind of just like there's no uh, like the the certain like parts of it where like the roots are, and they just kind of like just they just they just end. They don't they don't cap yeah. off. Okay, but. Again, I think it's just the art style. <laughs> Pretty cute. It's just so weird. I know. Oh God! Like uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Iris like as she's sleeping on the uh, like over over the book, and her art her her fingers are just like merging <laughs> with the pages, <laughs> absorbing data. <laughs> yeah, that's how she reads. She isn't consumed literally by eating. Yeah, yeah. She's like a plant. She uh. She siphons the nutrients out nope. of the pages. <laughs> That's me. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, I feel like we haven't talked about Zane's hair enough. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we've been very, uh, we've been very light on that. So, uh, I propose that it isn't hair, but a tumor. Oh, Are you sure? Because I don't. I, I'm. It's not a tumor. That's the. It's not a tumor. Sure? I the... literally just said that for the reference. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty uh, pretty nasty tumor he's got Please there. <laughs> yes. I mean, all the other characters seem to have hair, like regular hair, and it cuts it's off to show that they have hair. <laughs> Yeah. So what my counter is, is maybe it's not a tumor, maybe it's actually just a birthmark because his grand uncle also has the same birthmark. birthmark like stick out from your skull. Um my okay, uh like 
I think one of my uncles has like um like a like a growth that is it, it's not like a tumor or anything like that, but it's like it's a pretty big growth that he's had since he was a baby. Wow. Oh. I well, think the, I, 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 I could be mis misremembering, but I remember I for some reason I recall like one of my uncles having one of those. Ah. So you're confirming that it's a weird growth. Gotcha. Perhaps. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not calling it out there. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh I'm not dis dis uh disclaiming it. No, what's the I'm not discrediting it out of hand. <laughs> He's not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. I'm saying it's yeah. a tumor, but it's a tumor. Well it could be um I mean Zane could have been abducted by aliens, and that's actually the uh the uh the nodule they put in his instead of like his neck or somewhere like like something they just like slapped it inside uh, inside of his skull skin <laughs> yeah all right and my next note here is in regards to a little bit of um confusion that uh i had okay while reading this so, uh, when Zane joined the meeting of the yep. Secret Society of the Skull and Shovels, uh, after the newcomer's oath, uh, Mayor Osgood says that he doesn't want to talk about Horace's death. And he says, let's have a less morbid diversion. Then, in the next comic... He goes on to say, look at poor Harker, lost his wife and kids in the Great Fire. That's lost. And I'm like, <laughs> like I think that might be a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the confusion that I have is that in that scene where they're playing cards, we don't have a name for the innkeeper. That's true. So when he said, look at poor Harker, I assumed <laughs> that Harker was the innkeeper. Oh, no. Do we ever see the innkeeper after the skin taker's killed? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> have we ever seen, have we ever seen uh, the skin, or not the skin, I keep saying the skin taker because, like, it, I, uh, have we ever seen the stitch man and, and, uh, and <laughs> the, the innkeeper place. in the same room? I think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think you might be on something there, Mikey. <laughs> Incidentally, <laughs> but so I, I posted. Yeah, the, it, uh, it just Excalibur. <laughs> Excalibur's name. God damn it! <laughs> I've been working on it casually. Uh, also, nice, <laughs> nice, very <laughs> nice. Uh, it it kind of gives me a, like uh, you know those like um, Cartoon Network. Uh, like commercials they did with uh like Scooby Doo where they added like the Scooby Doo cartoon characters yeah. in real life. It's kind of reminded yeah. me of that. Um, but going back to what you're saying, um, uh, Mikey, um, actually, the like when they're talking about Horace, I just realized that might have been another. I mean, it it could just be a name that is like from the 1930s because it was it, it's a very older name. It's it's definitely an older mm -hmm. type of name, like Horace. But it could also be a reference to Candle Cove with Horace Horrible. The skin takers um uh 
uh, accomplice in the uh, in the kids show that is actually static that you were watching for thirty minutes when you thought you were watching a pirate show. Uh, so, and, and I think that's why I kept saying the skin taker rather than the stitch man. Also, the skin taker and the stitch man have kind of a similar motif. So I wonder also if the stitch maybe the skin taker from the candle cove is in fact the stitch man like they're they're one and the same kind of in the same vein as like what the innkeeper is in fact harker <laughs> because we've never seen them in the same room together <laughs> totally because yeah i think he only shows up twice like at the inn and at that meeting yeah yeah do we ever see him like like does zane pass by the reception desk after and again, maybe maybe he does like maybe he's going to show up again in in the uh, in book two, and then in which case this this theory is completely blown. But neither none of us have read book two yet, so at the at the moment, that's just a theory, a dumb theory. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. No, sorry. Oh God, I feel dirty referencing that. I mean, I was going to say why, but whatever. Um, sorry, Mikey. Not to throw, like, not to not to jump in again. <laughs> what, what do you got? Continue, <laughs> please. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, of course, uh, having the innkeeper be character puts him at like over a hundred years old because the fire was what ninety years ago or something like that. Yeah. So. Well, he does look quite old. That uh, that that innkeeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And now for I guess my super theory. <laughs> A super theory. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it is established very early on. Uh, and I mean early on, aka on the train to Brood Hollow. Yes. That Zane is having conversations with people that he's not actually having conversations with. Yep. <laughs> so, with that in mind, Brood Hollow could just be a grand delusion of Zane. Where it's a ghost town and the residents are figments of his mind. It's literally a ghost town. Yep. So he's the only living person there. Which. Oh my God. Yeah. He's just this, like, he's a home, effectively a homeless man living in an old antique shop that's like disused in this, like, in the ruins of this crumbling, isolated West Virginia town. This has. Uh, it would definitely be in theme if, like, that ha- like ends up being the thing at the I was very just end of the story. Say that's like book three spoilers, we... probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, book three spoilers, or like that's like the final reveal. Like that's the that's the um ah uh, Saint is it Saint Elmo's um the 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 show where it's like all turned out to spoilers for some show that from the nineties or eighties. Oh, like where it's like a hospital TV show, and then the last episode reveals that the entire fucking show was just in the the mind of an autistic child looking at a snow globe of a of a hospital. Wow. <laughs> like it was all the entire TV show, which means that like a bunch of, and because there were like characters from other shows that would occasionally pop into that show, it means those shows are also just in the mind of this child. Wow. <laughs> 
it's yeah i i can't remember i think it's i thought it was saint i, I think I'm, I'm confusing saint elmo's with something else saint elsewhere that's what it was called yeah it was called saint elsewhere and like yeah spoilers for for that show but like that it, it was has like the like the greatest like meta meta textual ending ever <laughs> But uh, I, I really like that, actually, Mikey, like the uh, the idea that like I was about to say, is like, don't you do it. Don't you sleep paralysis this. But <laughs> I don't hate that for this story. Like, I would love like that to be the end of Brood Hollow, where it's just like Zane is just this old, like shaggy, like homeless man living inside, like squatting in a uh, in a in an, an an old like antique shop. Um, and like there's just like uh and like his only companion maybe he does have a bat named mercy or maybe there's just a bat that's been feasting on him the whole time (laughs) (laughs) like and that's what it's like oh mercy yeah mercy will be when he finally (laughs) dies that's the true mercy oh god so wait does the arts does like the last like does this last page of of brood hollow like like switch from like cartoon style to like the more gritty real like horror realistic thing as like we actually see what zane looks like like in a horror like in that in that uh in through that lens (laughs) or it's just like or it's not even like it's it's not even like a a cartoon or anything at that point it's just it's actually like a live action photograph of somebody like who's like dressed up like a shaggy version of zane yeah oh my god (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I I really do like that idea. Like as is like much of a of a middle finger as that would be to like the whole like premise. It's also very in t- in line with like Icker Falls and specifically Candle Cove, like its most famous story because it was just static for thirty minutes. <laughs> it was all in the character's head for like, for however long it's, uh, he's been living and squatting in this town, ta- in this ghost town. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. That, that is really, that's an interesting theory there, Mikey. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> believe, <laughs> but I, but I like it. <laughs> Right. and uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts all right uh gamer do you have anything left for your actual Probably. thoughts uh okay uh one is a word that i i learned that i haven't heard before which is slake when he's trying to sell his uh encyclopedia to the guy he's like slake your family's hunger for information i've never heard that word before yep. it basically means satisfy I learned a thing yeah, it's like it's like quench, <laughs> or yeah. And then in regards to his uh, second grand half uncle once removed, Virgil Zane, um, <laughs> I know it's a joke and all with how long that um, title of his like connection to him is, but that far down the line, would he have the same last name? Uh, it's, yeah. it's possible. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely the joke of I am your father's brother's mother's something's former yes. roommate. <laughs> what does that make us? Absolutely nothing, which is what you are about to become. Say goodbye. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then uh pretty early on he's like, Does everyone here say hello three times and all that? 
it only happens twice, and he says that on the second person who says hello to him three times. Like I hate to call out the guy who's yeah. obsessed with patterns, but two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. Right? Fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, to be fair, it might have been more than once. We just don't know. Uh, but the reasoning, I'm guessing, is based on the um, secret society. Because uh, when we have the um, is it the initiation or whatever, yeah, um, the last part of it is hello three times, but it's oh hell. Yeah. Oh hell, oh hell, oh hell. I suppose, yes. Uh, but I'll move on. Shows a, a shot of the town, like one of the first shots uh, during the day. It's on 2012, 11, 14, if you're curious. I just like the, on the left side, there's a store that's called Tool and Die, like in all caps. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. What, what, what was that uh, page again? 12, uh, 11, 14. Oh, die. <laughs> oh my god, I totally get yeah, tool and die. I wonder what the other one's like Je- Janice and Sons General Store, specialty. General store specialty. And then we had the Brut Hollow Chamber of Bleh. Uh wait, what's that other one says like something building? Theater building, maybe? Uh it'd be funny if it was just like this is a building. <laughs> building? I don't know. <laughs> And then I see Connor off in the distance. Yes. Uh, that's that, yeah, the tool oh, and die though was like, definitely steals it. <laughs> yeah, tool and die. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, just to take take a page from your book, there, uh, gamer. Uh, it's um, Reaper from <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, from Overwatch. Yeah, uh, that's the clerk. The, that's the Everybody die. <laughs> Instead of, but instead of like like shooting guns and throwing them away, he's just throwing like tool and die yes. tools at people. Like he, he's always pulling them out of his trench coat. There's nothing on the shelves. He's just like, "What do you want? Uh, I need some dye." Okay, yeah, die, exactly. Die, 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 and he's like pulling them out. <laughs> yeah, that's how he uses his superpower. Yes, yep. clearly. But he still has to yell that every time because that's like the uh, that's is that somatic component to it. Somatic, the auditory. Um, I think I think uh, no. Somatic is not. I, oh, I think it's a verbal okay, component. It's that simple. <laughs> it's not a weird word. Yeah, yeah. I think somatic is something else. Yes. Yeah, it's hand gestures. Yeah. But yes, that's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that that honestly could should be like somebody's like next superhero co- uh, character idea is just tool and die, man, <laughs> and like all these like. It's like everybody die. It just he just you're just you, your powers. Your powers you can create. You can manifest tool and die uh, uh, like things and just like yes. throw them at people. <laughs> Might be something I have to do. We'll see. Moving on. Could also be a villain. Actually, that'd be that also be more of a villain. I think it's <laughs> just like you're just throwing heavy objects at people as Yo. you manifest them. Anyways, yes. continue, please. So Maurice was talking to Wadsworth about working hard and needing to unwind, saying that if he doesn't, if he doesn't, he's liable to bust a mainspring and all that. When I read that, I really thought he said he's liable to bust a manspring. 
I mean, th- okay. I mean that's, that's fine if if Maurice said that, but I really read it as that. Yeah. I want to bust your man's brain. And then uh, after Wadsworth gets knocked out by uh, the lamp in his apartment, uh, Dr. Angstrom yeah. says, he, he tells him that him making friends with Mercy, the bat, is part of a new school of psychology that suggests phobias can be cured by embracing the thing that scares you. So is Wadsworth becoming Batman? Is he scared of bats and now he's embracing bats? Wait, Zane? Wayne? (laughs) (laughs) My God. (laughs) Like we need to draw more art of Wadsworth in different costumes, but there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Mr. Zane. Bat Zane. Bat Zane. Wow, what's what's wait? Yeah, no, I was gonna say what's 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 Alfred's last name? Uh, <laughs> it's Zane. My God, oh, it's it's gonna be something English as hell. Yeah, it's Pennyworth. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Pennyworth. Anyways, yes, yeah, so, so, this is uh, it, this is a is. silly place. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's come to wait. Wait, did I say yes. Pennyworth? Wadsworth. Oh wow, he becomes his butler. <laughs> well, no, it's like Wad. Well, because Wadsworth is his first name, and then last his last name is Zane. Oh, Wadsworth. Yeah, sorry, I was confusing with um. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the the Rutherford Planchet. For some reason, I was. It's okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, and honestly. Rutherford Planchet does kind of strike me as being either like Two Face or uh, yeah, or the Joker. 100%. <laughs> Shit, no. <laughs> and Zane is from Ark Hill, Massachusetts. This kind of sounds sounds like Ark Kim. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, just drop one thing and then it spirals out of control, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. Yep. That works. Indeed. I will. So the nurse at the hospital reminds Iris that she brought her father into the hospital a month ago, which she forgot and starts crying and all that. And then Dr. Angstrom jumps in and says, like, asks Iris, when was the last time you saw your father? Wasn't that just answered? She last saw him when she brought him in, the night he died. So he wasn't alive after that. Unless he means the last yeah, time you saw true. him before he was killed. Even the Maybe? death was kind of glossed over. When I first read it, I thought he was like dying from an injury and she was driving him in kind of like how they were bringing Wadsworth in. But I think it's meant yeah. that she found him already dead. Yeah, I think I think what it was like she she rushed him to the hospital in the hopes that maybe he'd get better. But then like yeah. he was already dead when they when he yeah. when he arrived. Yeah. Also, I, I hate to. Uh, so I'm on I'm on 2012 I'm still on 2012 okay. 11 14, um, and uh, I just noticed n- not a not a grammar issue but an art issue, um, the space between <laughs> Iris's armpit <laughs> and the broom handle, 
on on the on the second last panel of the page is not it it is just white space bucket. when it should be it or or they didn't cut out that space so that be, the the background would would oh, it yeah. would show behind it and so i i think that's that's my art inquisition one so far <laughs> yeah Again, critical. This is this is constructive criticism, <laughs> and also this story. This this comic is from like 2012. Of There's course. no going back. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but like, I just I just like I just like it was glaring at me like, and I wasn't sure wh- why I kept staring at the page. I was like, oh, there that's why. <laughs> just because yeah. you said on that page that there's something wrong art wise i was scanning it before you said what it was. I thought you were going to say that the left bottom left panel doesn't have a border around it. Okay. Oh no, I'm fine with that. Okay, that happens all figured. the time in comics. But moving yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So um at twenty thirteen oh three twenty two, a few uh cadaver comics show up and all that. Yes. They kind of seem to show up out of nowhere and it's not really I can explain why to the real world that's going on or nothing. Yeah, I can explain okay. why those are there. Uh, this webcomic is serialized. Those are filler. Are you serial? <laughs> I'm very serial. Uh, my, that's that's my best guess, honestly. Like that that's why like those were there is because like those during those weeks he didn't either. Uh, yeah, he probably didn't. Ha- he was maybe like having a hard time like working on like like getting the comics like updated or like uh, like uh, finished. So he just he tossed in some uh, some some filler comic strips for uh, of cadaver. Yeah, maybe. Like he took the time yeah. to make I mean, like that's, a real that would be my guess. He's like, um, yeah, he probably had those in the back on the like on the back burner for like oh, yeah, situations maybe. like that. I mean, that's speculation. I'm, I'm going to say that, like, just sure. clarify that. But like, that's how yeah. I would have done it <laughs> as a web comic artist. Fair. I would definitely have some like some filler stuff I can throw in, uh, so that I have some extra time to finish mm-hmm. doing more stuff. With the filler idea aside. Um, if this was meant to be in here for like lore-based things or whatever, um, I kind of wish there was a little bit of connection because previous to that, he's like going through a whole bunch of shit in um, the back room, and um, I kind like yeah. there would be an easy way to do a connection there. He's like, "Oh, what's this newspaper here that uh, my great uncle had?" And he opens it up, and then it shows some comics. Yeah, it'd be cool if like Cadaver is actually like the the like the. Uh the local papers comic or like mm-hmm. like comic strip like it could be added into the lore and all that and have it flow mm-hmm. and I'm, i i feel like i think cadaver does get more of a a role like not just being in a dream sequence also like he's kind of a mysterious figure in the comic as well because like he pops up in yeah Zane's so i was just dreams. say that because and a like point where he's like oh okay, sorry yeah <laughs> but before he sees him before this because like, he gets knocked out by Maddie, and he sees the cadaver guy in his head, but then later on, yeah, he goes and checks out the back room, and then he finds this newspaper that has this comic in it that he's never seen before, even though he's seen that character in his dream, even though he's never seen it until now. It could be a weird kind yeah. of what the fuck's going on connection. Yeah, it could add add extra like connection to it or like add add an earlier hint that there's yes. something afoot yeah that part i don't really 
doesn't jive too well with me. Later on, there's a, an entire page about Mercy eating some wasps or whatever. That's fine. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. Because that's just a little comic is, about what yeah. Mercy was doing in the actual story of everything. It's just this little comic thing seems yeah. out of place, but you're probably right. It's probably filler. Yeah. It's either filler or it's like he's he's introducing a cadaver in this way for some reason because it'll lead up to a storyline later in this in maybe book maybe. two or something hmm. yeah we'll have to see um then in regards to the symbol actually before i get on with my note in regards to the symbol uh i have been the past couple of weeks i've been doing a whole shitload of landscaping outside and uh, like I was, yeah <laughs> I, I read this story but I noticed that when I was putting shovels down, I put them down in an X formation, not even thinking about it. Because I put one down and I put the other one down on top of it so it's a little easier to get up. So I could just put my foot under it to lift it. But I was unintentionally making the Brood Hollow logo, at least half of it, with shovels. Well, I mean, and then there's the, then there's the skull. Yeah, like, that yeah you of have, course, because like, I killed the, one, the of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the workers here because he wasn't doing his job well. <laughs> so that was already there. <laughs> wow. Whew. You skinned it. Man, that's a. Yeah. Are you secretly the Stitch Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I now, now we need to like just like. <laughs> no. Okay, sounds All good. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. yes. In regards to the logo, so Wadsworth gets the um, symbol and all that, and he holds it the way that you would hold a skull and crossbones when he first finds it but then he gets spooked and it goes flying in the mirror catches it and all that he's like oh you have this oh that means that blah 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 and all that and then he goes to the meeting but he's already wearing it in the correct orientation even though he had no concept of which was the right orientation because it's meant to be upside down but no one yeah, told that's, him that. That's true. And because no one told him that, there could have been a funny scene of like he opens the door and there's a hooded figure there, and then he reaches out and like takes the thing off to and like puts it back up the, the right turns- way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been that. Or like Wadsworth sees the dude standing there with the symbol on his hood the correct way. He's like, "Oh shit!" and he takes it off and puts it back on the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has no way of knowing unless the mayor told him off camera, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. lived through his eyes. Well, we could have also had that scene like silliness. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then, in regards to uh, Mr. Stitchman, is Harker right? Yes, uh, yes, yes. Um, William Harker. So, as a skeleton and all that, and he's he has the ability to stitch. Wadsworth's head up like super fancy and elegant right because he's such a good mm-hmm. um tailor and everything why Master couldn't tailor. he yeah. stitch himself up worth a shit then because it wouldn't be spooky, <laughs> I don't know. like really though it's the worst stitching I, yeah ever. yeah it's, I, it kind of goes against his entire character it kind of uh yeah, that's definitely one of those things where, like, the spooky aesthetic kind of took precedence over the character's supposed uh, lore I, skills. I guess. 
<laughs> man. Or maybe like, yeah, maybe like he started off like being like nice and like stitched up and stuff, but like the corruption of the evil or like of his hatred or something like that has like turned him into this horrible monster. So he's like always striving to try and stitch himself back up together, but he never is able to do it because of his of the corruption. An actual wound up perfectly. <laughs> look, man, this is a funny comic with four uh, elements. Leave it alone. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Wow, it's 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 like, fair. Yeah, Eastern Point Slenderman. He wears a goddamn <laughs> suit, and people are scared of him. True. Yeah. Like honestly, when I what I remember when I first read the the Stitchman Legend from the Acre Falls website, I honestly thought more of like um uh the Boogeyman from the Secret World. I don't remember what he looks like. Like, he's basically a gen- like a like a nineteen nineteenth century gentleman with like a a suit and like a top hat and stuff. Like, I kind of just picture like honestly, I pictured him having more of a suit than like being like a a horrible like skinned yeah. cadaver kind of character. Then we get him; he's absolutely not. Or like, or having like, yeah, or again, kind of being like the skin take again. Like, I think there is some parallels between the skin taker from Candle Cove and the Stitch Man of the local legend of Vicar Falls and Brood Hollow, in that like, because the, the skin taker in, in Candle Cove has, uh, is a skeleton with a top hat, big eyes, and a uh, and a, a cape of skin that mm-hmm. have been stitched together, and um. So it's like, yeah, I, 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 I think maybe there might be some correlation between the two, but yeah, it's kind of sh- shut no. up. <laughs> the, the, the horror art is, is just supposed to be horrific. Don't, don't High think about it too quality much. quality <laughs> stitching can still be terrifying. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's his deal. Like, what's his Fair. deal? It's in regards to all the rags on him. He's kidnapped. Yeah, he kidnaps people, takes their skin, yes, and stitches so it onto himself. Would it not himself. be horrifying to see a quote-unquote relatively normal-looking guy, but like w- everything is stitched together with different colored skins and all that? But but there's no meat, so it'd just be kind of flop in there, or it'd be like tightly stitched around the bone, so he'd be a super super thin, and like you'd be able to see the little dip in the forearm because it's so tightly stitched onto him see i was gonna i was gonna fight you on this because like aha well you see because he doesn't have enough musculature that's why he's unable to do really fine like stitching like he used to (laughs) but then that's not but then but then that fell apart in my head when i realized wait but but what about zane's scar his whole deal is he's an expert (laughs) yeah okay so and he's he came back from the dead because they weren't stitching him up correctly fails to stitch correctly on himself Well, maybe when he, maybe this is the best, like maybe in order to be reanimated as a, as a, as like a, a living corpse, maybe this is how the stitching has to go for that because of it's like, because of whatever corruptive necromancy, necromagic it, uh, is involved. So like it, like that is fine work for the, for the, for that process. But everything else that he does when it's doing normal stitching, it's like a fantastic, like like how he used to back when he was alive. And he did... I'm really Ooh, just drawing are, a straw here, man. Feel it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. Wait, he did thanks, also say thanks. like he's only able to start talking now. Like he's getting more and more humany. He's getting back to his normal self. So maybe he just hasn't killed enough people. Like the 
what he's wearing is before he had these really fine motor skills. So theoretically, if he killed yep. Wadsworth and used his skin, then that part would be really, really nice. Yeah, like maybe maybe the the scar on Zane's like uh, for or, or like was the was the best he's been able to do since he was reanimated. Now that he's he's getting more strength, maybe he'll be able to do that now back to himself. Yeah. Like like you said, like yes, I think that I think that is the I think that is the excuse to, to go with. Here, we're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then my last note, um, because maybe I missed this. Because I do that, I miss things. These things happen, uh, but the attack with the lamp and everything in his um, his apartment—it's alluded to that Maddie did yeah. it. Did she do it? And if so, I... why? Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be. I think it was the I, the 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 stitched man. I don't think that was Maddie. If he was knocked out unconscious with his eyes closed, why didn't the stitch man just take him then? I question. Possibly. Uh, because I don't because because I don't have the panels up for that up for that page when he gets his uh, when he when the uh twenty thirteen the lamp to fifteen. Okay, hang on. I, I want to, does it have a red or a blue tone like tint to it? Red. Then it's the stitch man. It's not it's not Maddie. Well, the creature in the back is blue. The room is red. Because you can see the you can see Maddie like think... leaning out from the door in the back and it is blue. But she Shit. could just be watching him. <laughs> yeah, because what that's what she does. Was... That's 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 how she died. You no, know, she was watching the sta- the 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 the, the uh, stitch man um take a take one of the uh, the pa- one of the victims from the uh the hosp- when when the uh, hotel was a hospital. And that's how she died. So it's possible that the stitch man was waiting in his closet. And then yeah. when he came in, he threw that at him to knock him out. And then if he's knocked out, he can take him away. But Maddie was yeah. there watching. So as soon as he went out, he's like, no. And then he went away. So that's why yeah. he's still on the ground because Maddie saved I, I think we figured it out. Okay. That's <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. I needed a discussion to figure something out. No, that's fine. Like that's again, that's one of the reasons our episode, our, our show exists. Just to it, talk it about isn't stuff. said in the rest of the story that that's what happened right i don't think so but like it is but then it does get revealed like when the stitch man is talking to zane like who's captive it's like that he's had a protector and then we cut to iris and maddie trying to get iris to help like like, trying to get iris to zane to help her or to help him so it i i think it's like that's like i think it was it was that honestly could be the hint that like maddie was actually helping him yeah, the entire time, yeah. But it would have been construed at that time of it being Maddie. That's the that's the monster, the horror. Yeah. At the time I thought they were both evil. Yeah. So yeah. But it's cool that we got there with that discussion though. Mm-hmm. But that was the end of my notes. Okay. So uh on to final thoughts. Overall, I really enjoy this this webcomic. Uh as a fan of Icker Falls and web comics in general that dash or that, that throw a dash of horror with their humor. It's basically my blend of horror style and like aesthetic. Like I like throwing in like humor and horror, especially even when like I'm, when I'm running games, like I try to run horror games and most of the time, so 
I'd say like half the time I run a serious, I try to run a serious horror game, but the other half, I'm like also throwing my own dash of humor alongside my players who are always throwing in humor. Shut up. So <laughs> I'm not throwing shade. Like it's, you guys are trying to have fun, but um, it's just sort of like the, 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 the genre, the sort of like genre of like horror comedy that I've, I've kind of come to expect and now love. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um so yeah i it, it really meshes well with my my personal like tastes and such uh and again as an icker falls fan like as somebody who's read all the icker falls stories seeing some of the old characters or the old monsters and mysteries from those stories kind of thrown in here was really nice and kind of like really tickles my brain so yeah i'm i'm gonna rec i'm gonna still recommend the story it's still a good uh it's still a good uh, piece of of media that you should consume, which means you should uh, buy the printed one and eat it, right? I mean, it's only twenty bucks on Amazon. <laughs> no, okay. But uh, Mikey, D stands for evil. Your final thoughts and recommendations. Well, I'm still going to recommend it, even though we had the revelation of the fingertips missing. Um, does it really? Is something I can't unsee now. <laughs> it, it adds to the horror, Mikey. Yes, it's, it's 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 less of a deal breaker and more of like an enhancer. <laughs> it's a flavor well, enhancer. I, it's Mio. Yeah, exactly. It's the Mio of web of the webcomic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be seeing it going into book two. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah. The the horror is interesting. Even if it ends up being that he's just in a ghost town and it's all in his head. If if that is the case, like I I'm not I don't hate that, but I mean, yeah. It it's still a valid, like creepy thing. Yeah. And and I mean I'm looking at um one of the first early comics where it shows the antique top run down with uh all the cobwebs and whatnot the outside and i just envisioned that's what the rest of the town looks like but it's not where he's staying yeah <laughs> oh that's actually yeah. that's actually a really cool like like yeah if that was that's a hint that like he's everything else is delusional except for the the antique store that he found it's actually it's not even like like he he's just he's just a vagrant that end up in the antique store and and found a photo of the old of the owner that kind of looked like him. It's like this must be my great aunt. This almost, this must be my great uncle. And like then the whole fabrication of the entire plot and narrative just expands from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm recommending book one. Cool. And gamer. Well. As an origin story for Warframe stuff, and this clearly being Excalibur, like way before, or maybe like a uh, a previous generation of him, because like Dark Sector happened in like the eighties or two thousands or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think the two thousands might have been eighties. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, the game came out in the two thousands. It might have been set in the eighties. Doesn't well, matter. Completely irrelevant. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna count it. Well, it it might look eighties because it's in an Eastern European country, so like they have, like they were behind the Berlin Wall, uh, for for a lot for a long period of time. So like they'd be, they're they're 
their culture like like culturally they'd be a little bit outdated but don't make me look this up in my final thoughts <laughs> it's completely irrelevant <laughs> I don't hey man if i have to see... up here they're already at your door this story's been a fun read honestly so far there's a lot of stuff in it that's in there for the sake of comedy which makes sense because it's a comic and all that but it does sort of pull from the creep a little bit but then yeah. the deep the, the creep is kind of like Filed back up when it does happen to compensate, like with the um, hyper realistic, not hyper realistic, but the um, more detailed, highly detailed yeah. of the the horror stuff showing up. Yeah, it, it is a nice contrast, even though, as I said in my notes, you kind of see it before it happens, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah. But between the uh, the comedy and everything, and learning about the town and seeing what's going on, it's it's balanced pretty well. But if you're reading this to be scared, it's not going to happen. At least not in book yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I would say don't go into this thinking like this is going to be a serious like horror web comic. It's not. It's it's a romp. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you just need a nice little romp, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was enjoyable all the way through. Like the characters. Um. It was funny at times. I, I, when I say it at times, it makes it sound like I say that it's not funny ever, but I dug the jokes in it, the humor, cell of humor and all that. I like tool and die and stuff like that. So it was fun and I'm looking forward to the next one. Cool. So I'll recommend it. All right. Uh, and yeah, I think that'll, that'll do it for this week's episode then. So if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Let's be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're also all on Twitter, uh, so you can talk to us there. Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end because his name is very long. I don't have a choice at this point. Yep. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah! And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Just look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. For our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the author and creator of this webcomic, thank you immensely. because. Without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship of Vicar Falls, Chris Drop, and the creation of Brood Hollow, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd literally have nothing to talk about this week. <laughs> um, also, I'd be really sad because this wouldn't be in my life at all. And yeah. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Ricamortis. Sleep well.